It's green for go. They're racing. He says go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Oh, it's Paul Cochran here and I miss Freddie. Hey, <laughs> Jess. Paul, we're definitely missing Freddie. Wasn't that nice to hear Freddie's voice there in the opener? It was. Oh, it was very I know, nice. I know he's probably tuning in from afar, but he's not with us today. We've got Amanda Rando with us instead. G'day, Amanda. Hi, guys. Hello, Amanda. Good to have you on the show. Oh, Jess, you're going to have to... You're going to have to cradle Jess and I through the show, I think. We're <laughs> going to miss the great man, but it's lovely to hear his voice there in the opener. He is the, you know, he's our, he's like our Yoda, isn't he? He is, he <laughs> is. He definitely helps to steer the ship, that's for sure. How's your week been, Jess? Yeah, pretty good, pretty busy. Everything's a go leading into the carnival, but yeah, very exciting racing all across New South Wales the past week. Oh, it's, uh, it, it feels like it's game on, doesn't it? We've got obviously some good racing this weekend, but... Yeah, it's, Amanda, last weekend was sensational, particularly here at Menangle. Yeah, it sure was. Um, you know, we had a feature race with the Simpson Memorial here, but outside of that, there was some great racing. So, yeah, it's just starting to heat up all now. So, we've got great racing here in New South Wales. Don't get me wrong, but there's good racing going on south of the border. The Hunter Cup, obviously, is one of the marquee events um, on the Australian or on the world racing calendar, really, Jess. And we're coming to get it, aren't we? New South Wales, we're coming to get that, that trophy. Uh, the barrier draws happened this morning. Our, our guys have done pretty well through that barrier draw, haven't they? Yeah, the New South Wales horses have definitely done very, very well. Spirit of St. Louis has drawn one. I cast no shadow in three. Expensive Ego, nine. And Major Meister in 12. So watch out, Victorians and the New Zealanders. <laughs> the New South Wales horses are coming. What do you make of the draw, Amanda? That, that's obviously... Couldn't have worked out any better for Spirit of St. Louis. Let's, let's start there. Yeah, look, he gets the shortest trip home, barrier one. You can't complain with that. And I think uh, he'll be suited by a softer run in this field. It's a really strong field. I think the draw works really well for our cast no shadow. We, we know he's explosive out of the gate if he needs to be. So he's going to be in a nice uh, position early. And I just think his last start, he did too much work. So I think he's going to get a softer run. So... I really like his chances. Expensive Ego, we know he can um, do a bit of work in his runs. Um, and so, yeah, the draw shouldn't bother him too much. And Major Meister, it'd be nice to see him uh, driven. That's a tough draw for Major Meister. It is, it? but I think he, um, it'll be, he'll be well suited by it. If he doesn't have to do too much work, he's super fast. What about... Uh, now the conversation's going to be, by drawing one, does that, does that change race tactics for Spirit of St. Louis? And already I've heard Brittany on, on the, the coverage after the barrier draw this morning throw, you know, ask Jack Trainer. obviously it's Jack Callaghan taking the drive, but Jack Trainer will take I Cast No Shadow, he's drawn three. Does Spirit of St. Louis have the gate speed and the ability to dictate terms for the, the entirety of the race? What do you think, Jess? I think that's yet to be seen. We'll find out on Saturday night. But it, def it definitely gives Jack Calligan options from barrier one there. Whether, like Amanda said, I cast no shadow, he utilises his brilliant gate speed and he elects to take a trail or he decides to hold out and wait for something from the back to make a move. It definitely gives them options. So copy that's the, the pre-post favourite. Yeah, do you think he, they've got that right? Yeah, he was super impressive in his last win. Um, 
it was yeah it was really strong and um, yeah he's proven over the distance he's won two New Zealand Cups so he's definitely the the class horse. Not enough New South Wales horses in it I don't think and okay look it's a Victorian race it's their race to piece together but tell me what Pete said so could have done more to to get a start in that race. We had one forty nine out here beat expensive ego last start was the the absolute eye catcher through the Inner Dominion campaign went sixth in the final really on the right trajectory what's doing yeah i'm not sure and to see he's nominated for the newcastle cup on friday so whether connections had a preference in nominations i'm not sure yeah. so because it is interesting because he did beat definitely expensive. stiff to mi- miss out on a run in the hunter cup i thought as yeah. well yeah well a lot of our and we're going to talk about fantasy harness racing soon i tell you what all those drivers going to victoria has carnage for fantasy harness racing but what it what You've just mentioned the Newcastle Cup, Amanda. Uh, we've got Daryl Rogers on the line. Daryl, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Paul. Daryl's uh, well. obviously the chairman of the Newcastle Harness Racing Club, and you guys have done an amazing job up there. So you've got the Newcastle Mile on the 17th of November. We had some toing and froing at headquarters where we were trying to piece together where your carnival of cups sat in the grand scheme of things. So we landed on the 3rd of February, so the club said... Well, 3rd of February, 17th of February, let's put another good race meet in between and we'll call it a three-week carnival and we've called it FebFest and it launches this Friday. Fantastic stuff. Oh, yeah, it is fantastic and it's the, <clears throat> the club is showing a bit of initiative here and, and is um, making it a three-night um, three series and hopefully uh, weather will be good. Uh, the FebFest kicks off for the summer of carnival racing and... Um, the first round, of course, is the Carnival of Cups, which takes place this Friday night. We've had early reports, uh, 32 degrees, so it's going to be balmy. Um, the Carnival of Cups is a friendly, family-friendly carnival style of race night, which will feature the Newcastle Cup, uh, a $35,000 race, and also the Tab Hunter Challenge, um, where the race previous races were raced at Maitland and Tamworth. So the final of that Tab Challenge will take place on Friday night. So... Uh, $10,000 bonus up for owners, tra- drivers and trainers on that. We'll also have a big stage set up where the horses come onto the track. And, of course, it's free entry and a free outdoor concert from our legend- legendary local band, The Years. Uh, choice of dining options will be in the Pacers, Ross Gig, the Barn and the Canteen. And, of course, we'll have the Mini Tots. And the Mini Tots are going to do a demonstration where you can pat the ponies and they'll show you how to gear up the horses. Mate, that sounds really good. Amanda, there, there is no better place on a, on a bar. Daryl's used the word balmy, 32 degrees. I think, I think, I think balmy equals 32 degrees in the, in the definition. <laughs> um, no better place. Newcastle Paceway, Friday night, good crowd, good racing, beautiful place to be. It is. A lot of fun too, and it sounds like there's plenty of track uh, action off the track as well as on the track. And uh, talk about Barmy. I don't know what times they're going to be running on Friday night. They've been running some slick times in, in wet conditions up yeah. at Newcastle lately, so uh, I'm really excited to see what they can produce in that Newcastle Cup. Daryl, um, I believe you're, you're a man who loves getting his face painted and loves an ice cream. So, <laughs> mate, are, we, are we ticking those boxes? We are definitely ticking those boxes, but uh, I don't expect to see me in the uh, face painting. I don't think they've got enough fa- um, uh, face paint for that. <laughs> But uh, definitely the ice cream van is a, is a certainty. But the, I mean, the idea is something for something for everyone, something for the kids, something for the you know for the man child in all of us, um, families, 
you know, singles, no matter what you are, if you're looking for a night out in Newcastle on a Friday night, you're going to get it across these three nights of FebFest, aren't you? Yep. Uh, three nights have been geared up differently. We were hoping that the, the first night, of course, will be more family-friendly. Um, the second night, which will be the team, a teal promotion, which is called Fox at the Trots, um, we'll be running the Mare Slipper, which will be the feature race. We'll also have more <coughs> music with guest speakers. Uh, fashion's on the field and a special guest appearance from Channel 9's Travel Guides Cat and Victoria Friend. Oh, of course, free admission. That's going to be a highlight, and uh, hopefully we can attract uh, some people in there. But, of course, the main uh, aim of that night is um, it's featured more towards the fundraising for Team Teal. Um, $55 a meal in the restaurant, which will include a three-course meal, glass of bubbly on arrival, roast pork, tea and coffee, and a donation of $5 will go to the Women Can Teal promotion. So that'll be uh, another night to look forward to. And, of course, our feature is the AVE Technologies Newcastle Mile, $100,000. And we're looking very much forward to that. It can't come along quick enough. <laughs> Some fantastic initiatives there, Daryl, from the club. I must say, seeing the travel guides there, Victoria <laughs> and Cathy, that is definitely <laughs> a favourite of mine. Yeah. So I'm sure there'll be plenty of Newcastle locals hoping to head out and get maybe a photo with them trackside. Yep, for sure. Hey, Daryl, um, the... <sighs> The idea of FebFest, has it, has it sort of captured the attention of the, of the Newcastle community? Um, there's been, we've done plenty of promotions. Uh, one of our, uh, or sorry, two of our local uh, papers and uh, that have advertised quite well in the, in the lead-up. Uh, we had one advertised a fortnight ago and one has also advertised this week. Uh, so there's plenty, of, um, there's plenty of chatter going on. The, the um, bookings are coming in thick and fast. Um, but as we, the previous two Friday nights that we've raced here, um, we've had good weather on the Friday. Our bookings have virtually doubled on race night. So That's fantastic. Uh, uh, people are sort of a bit hesitant until they find out what the conditions are like. But we've had two a bumper January, uh, as in crowds, and we're just hoping that the people of Newcastle, if you put down decent racing, they'll come and see. We've got a great field on paper for the uh, in the noms for the Newcastle Cup. That should be a cracker. Uh, mention was made there of Pete said so earlier in the piece. Uh, it's going to be one of the headlines of Zeus Bromac, who uh, also raced in the Inter Dominion series. And, of course, we've got uh, the local horses going like a rocket. Uh, Master Catch, it's, uh, it's won its last four. And uh, also there's an interesting nomination there from Tasty Delight from the Brian Portelli Yard. Uh, it's coming back off a long uh, a break and it did win that, um, that Christmas gift series at Menangle. So... It's shaping up to be a very good field and the, the racing should be good. Gee, with a, an hour and a half, people listening live have just suddenly jumped on the fantasy harness racing site and said, <laughs> going to quickly adjust my team. Hey, um, uh, on a different note, Daryl, so much good thing, so many, so much to look forward to. Um, unfortunately, it's a bit of a sad day at the Newcastle Club today. Wayne Smith, the great man of Newcastle racing, um, is finishing up with the club today. Uh, yeah, sad, sad day for the club. Sad day for for the entire harness racing family. I, I think. Ah, uh, yes, a very, very sad day. Uh, um, hopefully, Wayne won't be lost to us. Um, we can use him as a consultant if we need to uh, uh, do things down the track. Of course, his his knowledge would be uncomparable uh, throughout harness racing in, in Newcastle and Manor Valley, of course, but maybe even so in 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 the state. Uh, a fabulous uh, 
fellow to work with. Um, he's a great guy. He knows everything. Nothing's too much trouble, and he's definitely going to be sadly missed. Left a good legacy. I just wondered, he gave a little bit of notice. Was that so we could get that officer he's cleaned up? Um, I'm not <laughs> sure that... There's plenty in it. <laughs> he, yeah, I think he's going to have a break for a while, and um, you never know. He, he might be able to um, just uh, refresh the batteries. Um, like, he's been here since 2002. Yeah. Uh, and worked his way up. He's, he's done every job, stacking fridges, changing kegs, uh, to, to be the secretary manager, where, of course, he's in control of the staff and, and on race nights, of course. Judge, you name it, he's done it. I think he's even driven the mobile at the trials. I think he's even started trials. Um, so there's there's nothing that he can't do, and, and uh, it, it would be a big loss to harness racing, quite obviously, if he, if he ventured into a different field, but... Um, after 20 years, um, maybe a sea change is required for Mr. Smith. Yep, and he's, uh, he's he's put a lot of time into the Maitland Club as well, certainly, and been a yep. great help. You know, in the in the two years that I've been in and around this uh, this sport, and Amanda, obviously, a lot longer in a similar role to mine. Um, certainly, been a wonderful asset to all of us, hasn't he? He certainly has, uh, Wayne. Um, everything he does, he puts his heart and soul into it. You can see it. He's so passionate. So, yeah, it'll be sad to see uh, Wayne go, but uh, I think I saw. On social media on the weekend, he said, it's it's not goodbye, it's I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that's a nice way to look at it. Hey, the racing's been pretty good, guys. Um, Black Hughes had a, he had a double yesterday. So he won yesterday with Shirley. The horse also won on Friday night. I mean, I, I love that in our sport, horses can back up so quick, Amanda, and um, that, that was a good result, you know, to, to go bang, bang either side of a weekend like that. Yeah, and uh, she's a three-year-old filly, and she ran a really smart time yesterday in those conditions up at Newcastle. Went 54 and change, so very impressive for a young horse. Double at Newcastle on Friday for Brad Elder as well, Jess. Yeah, another one of those hunter drivers that just dominates up there week in, week out, and Brad's having a great run also with his team that he's training at the moment as well. Yep, so you got some good racing, uh, Daryl. I really like the sound of some of those names that you dropped there. Uh, for what we're going to see over the next three weeks. And, you know, obviously that, that starts uh, Friday night. So, yeah, good racing ahead. You, you guys have done a great job. You must be super excited. Uh, we can't wait to, to, to get the ball rolling and kick off on Friday night. It can't come quick enough. It's been uh, a long time in planning, but uh, as we all know, these days are flying and you sort of get to the stage and then you start organising what you're going to do. And, and that, all of that's been, as the preparation's been done, it's only now a matter for the, the public to come out and uh, enjoy the the uh, the charm of the Newcastle racetrack and uh, see some very good racing. Absolutely. Well, well done you. Well done Wayne. Well done Jane Hextall. Well done to everyone in and around the club and all the volunteers and that you've got there. It should be fantastic. I'll see you there Friday night. Okay, cheers. Thanks very much for that. Good on you, Daryl. Best of luck. All right, guys. Well, um the racing was amazing at uh, at Newcastle, but Menangle. And I, I know that we've all sort of each week we say, and Amanda, as a first time first time guest, long time listener, you'd know that we we have our best thing of the week, and we all landed on something at Menangle, didn't we? Where'd you go with this one, Jess? Yeah, I've gone with the training trifecta by Jack Trainer in the Mayor's race. Of course, Brave View Kelly won, Stylish Memphis ran second, and BK Swire was in for third. I think we thought coming into the new year with the Queen Elizabeth Mile 
in right around the corner. We thought Jack was going to have a strong, a strong chance in that. And on Saturday night, he definitely solidified that. Doesn't he have a good record with the Phillies and Mares? I think most of his Group One races are with Phillies and Mares. Yeah, and of course this weekend we see the return of Captain Me, which is another one mm-hmm. of his really strong Phillies that won last year the Breeders Challenge final. I thought uh, Mahomes was really good. I actually, I was in Junie and and I had someone say. Is there, is there anything going around at an angle that just looks obvious? And I thought, well, I, said, I think Mahomes will be hard to beat. I tell you what, I I hate giving people a steer into a horse. I just because it, it always you, you just you the set yourself up, the yeah, you set yourself the up for a trap straight away. And because you're working racing, people think, oh well, you know, geez, he must know. It needed every bit of the Menangle straight, Jess. It did. It definitely was in a good fight there with Jamadi and he managed to get up on the outside. It was a very close finish and they absolutely rocketed home in that final quarter there. Talking about being at Junie, uh, one of the great things was everyone was keeping an eye on the track and then they were coming to the TV screen and keeping an eye on Menangle. Now, at the end of the night, um, I had Scotty Osmond uh, was standing near me. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a look at, I want, I want to see how Corey's horse goes. And it occurred to me that Corey Parker was standing right behind us and the, the loud roar that went up among the locals <laughs> as the stain just went straight past them at the end. Fantastic. It was a really, it was a cool local result. So Corey was there at June E watching his horse as the, you know, as the trainer. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it was a great result for the um Parker family, the stain, he's been such a consistent horse and just I think the way he finished was so exciting in that race. Like he was doing his best work over the line. Amanda Turnbull looked like she might have might have managed to get old Luke up. Like that that was a um, a really good late charge from old Luke. Um your parents got Firestorm Red, Amanda. What was the thoughts on Firestorm Red in that one? Yeah, they were really happy with him. Uh, their lead time was faster than the the open class um, paces. So, and he was doing all that work early, and in the end, he was only beaten uh, four or so meters. And he was the only horse that did all the work that finished off in that top top um, five. So they were really happy with his run. I think the best thing was that entire race program. I mean, we we started off with it with a cracking opener. My ultimate Ronnie came out and won that beat. Uh, and then we saw Can't Find a Better Man absolutely smoked them for Luke and Belinda. Uh, went 151 in that. So the, the, the marker was laid down really early, Jess, and just continued to be a great night of racing. Yeah, it was an excellent night of racing. And I know we spoke about this last week, but you can really feel that the carnival's on our doorstep. It's knocking and everyone's very excited. I know that um, Will Stribe was mentioned as, a, as, as one to watch. Uh, that was My was, Black Booker, yeah. yes, he and was. Certainly gave... Yeah, a real good sight for anyone who followed you in on that. Yeah, he did. He he hit the line really strongly and I still think he's one to keep following throughout this carnival. I think on that run, he'll definitely be a group one contender throughout. Well, there's plenty to take out of that race, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Look, I really like Bondi Lockdown. I think we've, he looks like he's back to his best just the way he just savaged that line. Like they come home in uh, tw- uh, 27-2. His final quarter was 26-4. So, uh, oh no, sorry, that was the, the three-year-old's part of me um, but yeah his his final section was 26 one he was even faster again so um, those three months that he's had off and re- rehabbed at Belinda and Luke McCarthy's property has done wonders so I'm excited to see Bondi lockdown yeah. back to his best we, we saw last year when Bondi lockdown was here it was that hit the front and just try and break them that was a different race pattern the other night obviously the draw 
the draw, but are we going to see, do we think we might see a different Bondi lockdown under the McCarthy reign? I think it showed his versatility here on Saturday night that he could be driven in and come for one run at them and just how strong that sprint was. We also know that if he is driven without covering up there in the death seat, he's just as strong up there as well. So we could, I think Luke and Belinda would assess as each race comes how he'd be driven, but we know he's definitely a versatile type of horse. All right, so, yep, that, that to me just just basically sets it up for what we're going to get in a fantastic month ahead, not only here at headquarters, but obviously um, you know, at Newcastle, as we just heard from Daryl, starting with... Starting with the Carnival of Cups, leading into the Newcastle Mile, the Carnival of Miracles, just going to be fantastic here over the next month or so. All right, well, we raced at, um, obviously we had the show, it feels like forever ago, <laughs> just that we were sitting here last okay. Tuesday, but uh, Robbie Morris went out, had a treble at Menangle last Tuesday afternoon, uh, got favourites home, got a $34 shot home, just had a good day out. Yeah, that's a bit of a standard day for Robbie, isn't it? Definitely one you want in your fantasy harness racing team, but waved the bill especially. He was back in the winner's circle. He's got the hobbles on now. We've seen him come back with the hobbles on, and he looks to be a really smart type. Will Rickson had a double at Penrith on Thursday. Ashtalosa had a good week. Now, she had a training double at Penrith on Thursday. She drove the poo bar, and obviously her partner, Chris Geary, drove parked in heaven. So I think she went back-to-back, back, actually, race-to-race race double there as a, as a trainer and drove one of them. So well done so She's a Queenslander. Do we claim her as ours now? Well, I'm a Queenslander, but I've lived here long <laughs> so, enough. So, so Ash is ours now. She's a New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're claiming her as our own. Okay. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, we, we already mentioned Blake Hughes briefly earlier when we were talking to Daryl, but he had a double at Tamworth on Sunday. Brad Elder had a double at Tamworth on Sunday. Now, Tommy Ison, the mayor of Tamworth, <laughs> we keep talking about how good he goes. Well, I don't think he was going to give anyone else a chance there at Tamworth. He came out and won the first three. He just dominates there, Amanda. Yeah, he's definitely a driver to follow if, you, if you're a, a punter that follows drivers, um, particularly around Tamworth. So maybe it's um, Tommy's Tamworth. Yeah, well, <laughs> Matty Rue and Nathan Turnbull. Now, they both had a double at Parks and a double at Bathurst on Friday. So good week. But Nathan has had... He just keeps racking up winners for fun. It looks like he's mirroring what he did in 2022. Double at Junie on uh, on Tuesday, and then. But I want to. There's one I want to talk about at uh, at Junie. One Matthew McCaffrey. He won his first race for the year with. Uh, I think it's Grace Nava. I think that's how we how we say it. Uh, apologies if I've got that wrong. Just his fourth winner in ten years. He sort of had one win in like sporadically over the years. So. To cover your fourth winner in ten years, what a what a great story! And and only our sport can do that, as we've mentioned so many times. Jess, uh, another one, Ross Arents. He had a winner with uh, Brett's Hope. Not a name that we mentioned a great deal on the show, but went around at, at, at good odds as well. So then we go to June again for Carnival Cups. Now I mentioned that that's where I was on on Saturday night. Double for Blake Jones and some authoritative wins too, like. Some horses that really hit the line hard, Jess. Yeah, Blake had a great night out. We know he's another driver that dominates down in that Riverina region and I would have been shocked if he didn't get a winner on that card down there. And the the real fairy tale story was Nathan and Garth Hoy. Now, they won the last at Junie with Barkway Margaret. $126, you know. Well done if you found it. I saw it on Happy Twitter some, pe- you did some people screenshotting some, uh, some shots of uh, backing it to run a hole. But so well done now. Barkway Margaret, first ever win after 39 starts. Well done for the patience and the dedication uh, to, to all the connections for sticking with it. Now, I reached out to Garth. So Margaret is the name of both his grandmothers and Barkway's the area in 
in England where some of the in, the family ancestors were. So a, a merge of the sort of the whole family tradition and the heritage running through that horse. What a great story. The family must have been absolutely wrapped up, I would have thought, to uh, – yeah, just – I love those stories, Amanda, that emerge in our sport. You would have seen so many of them over the years. Yeah, and look, uh, Garth and Nathan Hoy, they're such hard workers of the sport. I guess everyone in the sport's a hard worker. But, um, yeah, great to see the success for Garth. It was his first winner in a couple of seasons. And he's not racing as many horses as he once did back in the rebel days. Um, uh, But, yeah, they're doing a great job. And, yeah, they're a lovely family. So well done. We had a Carnival Cups feature as well. Um, so Taylor Osman, she won. She actually won a race here at Menangle on Tuesday. We're starting to see her a bit more often here at headquarters. So she won a race at Menangle on Tuesday, but she was at June E. She won the feature. So with Comanche Warrior, actually um, for Nathan Turnbull. Nathan was in that race too, and, and Taylor ended up getting the win. So uh, well done, Taylor. I know a family, I mentioned Scotty before, but the whole family were there. They were wrapped with, with that performance. And, um, you know, she's a great young talent who's doing amazing things. She's also one of our, our brand-new ambassadors for Team Teal. So, That's right. Excellent yep. ambassador. All right, which is a wonderful segue because I have got Karen Livingston on the show with us today. G'day, Karen. Hey, Paul. How are you going? You've, uh, good. You've just heard us go through the whole race week that was in racing. Imagine if Team, <laughs> imagine if team Teal had it kicked off then. There would have been a few bucks going into the kitty, hey? Uh, we, we would have really loved that. That would have been awesome. But look, it is Team Teal time and we're pretty excited as we always are um, for the 1st of February through to the 15th of March. Um, and last year there were 418 wins. So we're hoping across Australia and New Zealand. Um, and uh, according to John Dunsmere, he wants New South Wales to be the, the largest <laughs> share of the money. Um, he's quite determined about that. Um, so I look, we're looking forward to um, all the wins that New South Wales can actually um, muster up. And there are 10 ambassadors for Team Teal in New South Wales, including female trainers. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there will be a $200 donation from, from um, HR New South Wales for every female driver, uh, sorry, female uh, trainers, drivers that cross first as well, which is really exciting. John um, wanting to raise more money than another state doesn't sound anything like the competitive nature of, of harness racing and state versus state. Karen, like, let's go back a step. So, so your organisation is ANSGOG. Um, you run it. You do a great job. And the um, and basically, like, let's go back to the infancy of Team Two. How, how did this come about? Sure. So, um, some of your listeners would have heard of Duncan McPherson, who is a very well known breeder um, and a great ambassador for harness racing um, and owner um, and Duncan unfortunately lost his wife in 2010. Uh, kind of a typical story with women with ovarian cancer, they're misdiagnosed usually more than once um, and then by the time they're actually diagnosed it's at a very advanced stage where survival is not assured um, and is definitely challenging. Um, and Duncan's wife's um, uh, case, she, I, it was less around about twelve months actually between when she was actually found to have, a, have ovarian cancer and, and the time that she passed. Um, we know that majority of ovarian cancer cases are diagnosed at an advanced stage. Um, Eighteen hundred uh, women will be diagnosed in Australia this year with ovarian cancer, and in the same period of time, one thousand will pass away. Um, so it is the deadliest 
cancer um, that affects women. So breast cancer included is the deadliest cancer of all cancers that affect women. So it's really important that we actually lift up um, and do more research so that we can actually, currently it's a 49% survival. Um, what we want to do is uh, have the same opportunities as breast, for example, where they're at 92% survival to five years. We really need to do more research and that's what ANSGOG is all about. It's about research, it's about finding new treatments. Um, it's also, uh, there is a push within the community to understand what each individual profile of a woman's ovarian cancer is about so that they can actually get the best treatment that is for their profile, um, for their tumour profile. So that's where we think survival will increase by being able to give women the treatment that they need rather than a one-size-fits-all um, uh, application. And so uh, we, we uh, have 1,200 members across Australia and New Zealand all in the sector, you know, working as clinicians, as surgeons, as medical oncologists, as nurses. They All they want to do is improve life for women with gynecological cancer. So, um, you know, Team Teal is amazing. It actually, uh, the money that's raised by Team Teal actually supports a program called um, Survivors Teaching Students. Um, we, we take 120 trained volunteers into medical schools and nursing schools and they tell the students about their road to diagnosis, what it's like to be told that they have a disease that they may not survive or they probably won't survive um, and everything that they want them to know for when they're practicing as a GP or practicing as a doctor that they've got that knowledge from the first person to understand, you know, we want it diagnosed earlier because we know it's a 90% survival if it's diagnosed earlier. We want them to recognise and to send women for testing earlier so that they've got a better chance of survival. Yeah. Jeez. Ladies on the panel, 49% just sounds way too low. Yeah. It is too low. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, Karen, I'd heard a bit about team, before I worked uh, in harness racing, I'd heard what Team Teal was, but to be so closely involved in it now just as an organisation that supports it. I feel incredibly proud that our industry, not just here in New South Wales, but you know, right across Australasia, we, we get around a cause which is you know, really at the core mm. of society. Um, well, you mentioned that you know, we prop up a, a, a part of the work that you do. Um, like, how important do you guys at uh, consider the role that harness racing plays at your end? It's immense. It's immense. You know, since 2010, when it initially started in its very incident infancy, it's raised um, more than $2.5 million. That is outstanding. Yeah. You know, that is... that, And and one of the really good um, things that comes from Teams Hill is that the people within the harness racing community have conversations about women's health, about ovarian cancer, about the need to actually, you know, go to your GP, seek out a conclusive diagnosis to the symptoms that you may be experiencing. Because we know that women are, you know, they're misdiagnosed because these symptoms are very benign symptoms. And Paul, if you allow me, um, I'd love to actually go through Please, um, yeah. just the, the, the four most common reported. So they're not the only ones, but they're the four most common reported. Abdominal bloating and increased abdominal size, abdominal or pelvic pain, 
appetite loss, feeling full quickly or indigestion after eating small amounts, frequency of urination and other changes in bowel habits such as constipation. What Now, they're very common, but what we say to women is if they're not normal for you and they last longer than three weeks, then you need to make an appointment for you, with your GP and you need to be asking them, you know, to do some tests to find out what's going on. If you're not confident on going on your own, we would recommend that you take somebody with you um, who can actually be an advocate on your behalf. But really, uh, you need to pursue. And, and if they, if the doctor says, oh, you've got indigestion and it's still there and you're, you know yourself that something's not right, then keep going back. Go back until you go, well, okay, then I feel better about that. I think that makes sense. Um, a lot of the women tell us that by the time they leave, they feel that they that it doesn't still feel right. So it's really about being a great advocate for yourself and actually pursuing until you you get to a point that you feel comfortable. Yeah, and great, I think great um, warnings there. And, and the other thing is, Karen, I love that you know we more than a lot of the racing codes have got a lot more female participation, a lot more ah. female involvement, but we're still you know, very skewed more towards males but every male and and we got a lot of men listen to this podcast take heed of what karen's just talked about there we've all got women in our life we've got mums sisters daughters cousins aunties you name it grandmas whatever we've all got beautiful women in and around our life who have made us who we are go back and there's a function on your podcast that you can rewind. Go back and rewind and listen to everything Karen's has talked about and really let that sink in because these symptoms, you know, the, the research can help nip some of this in the bud really quickly if we get, get in front of this early enough. Um, so, blokes, this is not, this is not just a women <laughs> a message for women no. here. This is for everyone. And, in fact, we have a lot of men that are involved in our organisation because they're the carers. They're the ones that are actually looking after their women. They're the ones that are left behind, you know, possibly to look after children on their own. You know, this is a whole um, person um, uh, disease. It affects across the the family. So it's really, really important that, um, you know, men understand or they encourage their women to actually go to the doctors or go with them to ensure that, you know, they, that it isn't anything more sinister. Look, you know, hopefully it'll just be indigestion. I mean, that would be great. But, you know, if they rule out anything to do with the ovaries up early, it's a 90% survival. The greatest need that we have is to increase research. Um, you know, we're all talking about it. The Really, the big thing we need to do is educate the medical students coming through and we also need to, um, you know, do research. Um, one of the other things that Team Teal um, contributes to is the patient advocacy network. So, what referral network rather? Um, so, what that means is that uh, women across, whether they're metropolitan or regional, actually have the same um, equity and access to trials, which are usually cutting edge um, treatments, so that they have, no matter where they live, they actually have access to. Um, you know, the, the most up-to-date treatments, which is really, really important. Absolutely. Look at, what the, look at what the harness racing community is doing together as a collaboration and also the John's benefit New South Wales. Um, you know, it's immense and it's outstanding that that amount of money has been raised over that period of time. Absolutely. Well, the till starts ringing tomorrow, guys. It does. And yeah. Yes. 
Karen, I really want to look towards this 2023 campaign. Is there a target that Team Teal was hoping to achieve? Do we think we can go better than last year's number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we know that we've raised more than 2.5. We want to get to the $3 million mark. So um, roughly about $450,000 is what we're aiming for this year. So, um, you know, uh, that now I, I just need to say that's not just the wins. Um, that is also the local clubs within the states that actually are doing um, their own functions uh, during Team Teal. So, uh, for example, some of the clubs are actually selling race names and donating the money to um, Team Teal, um, or they're having uh, you know fashion parades on the fields or women's uh, lunches, whatever it may be. Um, and so they raise money as well. So we put together the money that comes out of the um, uh, the state bodies and also our um, our sponsor TAPCorp and TAP. Um, we put that money to uh, along with the community funds that are raised, and we hope to raise four hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year with your support. Fantastic! Well, Harness Racing New South Wales Club Menangle TAPCorp. Hey, you talked about the fashion parade, Karen. Um, the tie mm. that I've been sent by uh, by you guys. Uh, I'm rocking my. So anyone on the live stream will see I'm rocking the, the teal tie today. So, uh, I think we should rock a teal tie too. I think, yeah, yeah we should have. Should. So, you know, well, so we, there we go. We, we may have to send some more teal ties up to you. But they are also, for anyone that's listening, uh, available on teamteal.org.au. Yeah. And we would encourage people to go there. And if they have their favourite uh, rain uh, woman. Um, then they can actually pledge support of, for the wins over the period of time as well. So, you know, there's lots of ways that people can get involved. Um, I'm so proud of the harness racing community. You know, it, it is equitable with regards to men and women, which is what we love about it. But, you know, together, um, it, it, is, it is really rocking it. And um, we're so proud of the uh, community. Good on you, Karen. We can't wait to see those uh, see those wins come in. For we've got ten ambassadors. Obviously, yeah, Kerry Ann Morris is once a Ro- and Robbie's wins actually contribute. Um, Correct. Yeah, so you know Blake Jones drives on behalf of Ellen down in the in the Riverina as well. So there's lots of ways. Do you want me to read them out? I've got them. Go for it. I've let's got let's them name. In front of me. New South Wales this year yeah. too. Much more than any other state. So, Sophia. Um, yep, first thank time. Thank you. First time on board, Sophia. So, that's and fantastic. She's a yeah. driver as well. Yeah. So, there's extra money in the yep. kitty there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, Jenna, Gemma, Coney, Coney. Grace Penella, Taylor, um, Osmond, Amanda Turnbull, um, Emma Turnbull, and then we have our trainers, Belinda McCarthy, Kerry Ann Morris, Ellen Bartley, and Melanie Elder. So they are the New South Wales Team Teal Ambassadors. Um, Get behind them, support them, but also support any range woman. So if any range woman actually crosses the line, they also um, do generate uh, funds as well. Fantastic, Karen. Can't wait to get that money ticking over. You guys do do amazing things and uh, no doubt we will be talking to you again on the Sprint Lane as this uh, wonderful campaign continues. Fabulous. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your support. Really appreciate it. Pleasure to be involved, Karen. All right, guys, fancy harness racing. How's your team going? Good. I think I had a pretty good round three. Um, definitely better than the week before, but I've definitely got, once this podcast finishes, I've got to go and try and figure out my trades for this weekend. 
You've been thinking about what Daryl was talking about earlier at the top of the show. Yeah, I have. Especially, he said, there's double points on offer for Newcastle on Friday. Yep. So, I think that Newcastle Cup with Pete said so heading yeah. up. Zeus Bromac, tasted a lot. Yeah. Might have to look at putting Brian and Gavin also into my team. I've already got Robbie in there. Right. Have you um, managed to hack into the system and get more than three trades? <laughs> no, I haven't, but feel free to send some my way, Paul. <laughs> I gave you an extra one last week. Come on, the generosity on the go so far. Um, yeah, I mean, the the Hunter Cup we talked about at the top of the show, it really does. We, we had a podcast yesterday for the Fantasy Harness Racing game, and it, it's a carnage through the system. You know, you, if you take Cameron and you take Jack um, Jack Trainer and Jack Callaghan and Luke, Luke McCarthy. McCarthy out of, the, out of play, like I... Look, we don't have oversight of what all the the teams up the top of the table look like, but you would probably jump to some conclusions that they've all got, you know, most of those guys. Um, I think this is going to be a real leveller. We we really poured some time into the conversation yesterday on the Fantasy Harness Racing podcast about we think that the the people at the back of the field could actually sort of make some moves because they're going to – yeah, they might actually be uh, rewarded for not quite getting it right in the first few weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I thought I was smart. I was looking at the Menangle Fields on Saturday night um, yesterday and I thought, yep, I've locked my team away. Jack Trainer was down yeah. to drive. I said, beautiful, trade him back in. And it sounds like he's going there to Victoria. There, so is gonna <laughs> there is a rollback option. So, oh, so. Uh, you're going to get some time. But yeah. you know, I talked about it on the, the other podcast yesterday, actually, because we had a bit of small talk after after last week's show because we had Hannah Rickson on the show and she's a bit of a darling of the fantasy harness racing game this year because everyone seems to have her and she's doing so well. And um, just the amount of dribble we were going on with after the show, we were just sort of debriefing and rewinding. And I gave myself somewhere around 12 to 8 minutes or something to get my team done. And then I made a mistake and I had to roll it back. And I, yeah, I was like that meme of someone sweating profusely <laughs> <laughs> sitting here, but I managed to get it done anyway. And I, I, I actually, because my team's doing quite well and I, I slid down, but I made up a lot of ground on Saturday night with Cameron Hart as my captain because he did quite well. And he got that winner late in the program with Orlando Storm, Storm yep, yeah. for Grant Forest. Um, that that was a momentum changer, and I ended up going from fourteenth to sixth or something on that on, on the back of how Cameron went. So, get your captain right. That's a that's a it's an important thing. You know that that can be what will make or break you. I think. Um, yeah, Tommy Swiderski on the podcast yesterday. He had Robbie Morris, and he was out of the blocks. He was like Usain Bolt for mm-hmm. the first you know three race meetings or whatever, and because Robbie did so well, so you can you can make that ground up really easily if you and, and stay patient and look at it as a long term thing. You know, it's it's if you if you don't make those big gains one week, that incremental gain can be another incremental gain, which it ends up being a, a a big gain up the leaderboard, really, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. So, and the and the, the weekly prize, Ex- weekly winner. A gift 200, card? $250 weekly prize up for grabs in fantasy harness racing. So, And the numbers keep keep growing across the platform, get around the leagues. Um, and if you're looking for a little bit of, I don't know about answers, but at least banter, our podcast might provide. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that they're answers, but at least we're talking about it. And, and sometimes just engaging in the conversation around the product will help you. Make sure that you don't pick Jack Trainer in your team when you know he's not going to yeah, be there on Saturday night, Amanda. I know. Do you need to send you really the link really, to the podcast? You really, yeah, you really got me. Yeah. We might have to make it the Sprint Lane League. Yeah, maybe. Yes. We might have to yeah, make get it. A, get some of our listeners involved. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, Fantasy Harness Racing, it does uh, round four. It feels like it's flying by, but I, I 
you know, people are certainly looking at, at uh, and, and again, and I talked about people sort of jumping between eyeball, you know, first-hand eyeballs to eyeballs on TV screens at Journey the other night. That's what people seem to be doing. They were talking about the scores that were coming in from an angle and then June E and looking at the double scores with Taylor Osman winning that race and so she picked up the 20 points there. Mum was very happy about that honestly <laughs> because I think, I think she might have had the captain armband on Taylor. So For the record, that was a top drive by Taylor in the yeah, June. It was an excellent yeah, drive. Yeah. She's doing so well. And I love that Fantasy Harms Racing is putting a spotlight on some of those achievements and, and some of these drivers who, you know, we've there's obviously variable price points uh, throughout the field, but it's putting a spotlight on some of these people and making people pay attention and take notice of how Taylor went. Where maybe it might have just you know, slipped through the radar a little but bit more. So I'm tipping Taylor's price is going to go up the next time. Without yep. a doubt, goes around. Yep. So little cautionary tale: buy while you can because you might, <laughs> might price her out of it next time. All right, Amanda. So. Um, You've taken carriage of this uh, for Harness Racing New South Wales. Obviously, we've got our awards, uh, annual awards, on the 26th of February. One of the great categories is the Kevin Newman Award. What, tell us a bit about it. How's it played out? It's basically a People's Choice Award. So uh, it's sponsored by TAB, and it's um, called the Kevin Newman Award for Driving Excellence. And Harness Racing New South Wales goes out uh, to its Facebook followers to ask for nominations of the best drive for, for that season. So this, the latest round was for 2022. Uh, went out, asked for nominations, a stack of people put forward their drives, um, which was fantastic to see. From that, from all those nominations, it, they've been shortlisted to top five drives. So there was obviously a criteria and um, with that, now the public get to vote again on those top five drives. It's tough too. Yeah. There's some quality close. drives among mm-hmm. them. Yeah, there, there really is. It, it's, it, the, public, the public spectrum that was put on it, people throwing forward drives, we saw so many that maybe, again, going back to what I said about Taylor just then, they might have slipped under the radar a little bit. But when you're, when you're given a responsibility to have a look at those drives, there, there's some amazing performances. We've got some talent out there, Amanda. We sure do. So just for those that don't know, the five drives nominated, uh, Ellen Bartley for her win with Tiger Finn at Leeton in December. Um, the shortest trip home wins. That's a little but little slug there. Uh, the other is Grant Forrest uh, when he won with the best bourbon at Menangle here at Menangle in December. Uh, his trotting mare was Patience Pays Off for that one. Jed Betts is another nominee. Perfect timing to make a move uh, for his win with Limbo Larry at Bathurst in December. Jeff Pylon, uh, Weaving Magic gets the win with Four Stars Lil at Coolamon back in April. And then Mickey Famosa, uh, a smart drive, gets the cash when he won the Intercity Pace with one for the roadie. In December too, wasn't it? So yeah, December, December was a hot Dece- month. Yeah. December was a good month. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing their best just before. I hope Santa had found them. <laughs> dri- Filling up all, the maybe. stockings. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's, I encourage people to take go back and have a look at them. So you've, you've put them up on the website and there's links to yeah, where people can go back and watch the drive on, too, isn't there? Yeah, it's up on the Australian Harness Racing website, Harness Racing New South Wales website, Harness Racing New South Wales social media pages. It's everywhere. I'll We'll keep sharing it out there for those uh, people that have missed the link. And there's some great prizes to be won. The winning driver receives a $2,000 Garrard's Horse and Hound voucher, which is Come so in handy. very handy. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, 
uh, voters that pick the winning drive go into the draw to win a VIP tab experience. Yeah. So, uh, nice. Voters have to be over the age of 18 as well. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, good opportunity just to, to be part of it, to, to vote with your feet and, and have some investment in the, the awards program because that's going to be a great day, the awards, but they're, you know, largely industry um, industry judged. This is a chance for public voting and, you know, public to have some buy-in into who wins the awards but also a great chance to go back and just see some cracking drives. Yeah, well, it's nice to see you can, uh, on the Harness Racing New South Wales Facebook page, people are, like petitioning drives, like, come on, Leighton, get behind Ellen Bartley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, people are getting really involved. And great that, you know, look, fantasy harness racing is a, is a way where we've seen, you know, where our big names, you know, be very popular picks, but that list is not necessarily our usual suspects. Well, and that's what's fantastic about it. Yeah, and traditionally that's been the case, and particularly look at our past winners as well. So, And it's fantastic, and that's what it's about. It's about getting our fans involved with something, and, you know, it's, it's so good to see. And showing off harness racing um, for the best that it can possibly be, which is which is achievement. But there's another way that uh, harness racing is, uh, is an incredible contributor, and we're going to get to that now, guys. Because I've got Michael Damacy on the line. Uh, Michael, your name, mate, if we had a dollar for every time someone drops your name on this show over the last uh, couple of months, but for good reason, because, mate, well done. You have led the charge on really rallying the troops across the industry with raising some really, really valuable money. Um, you know, someone's got to coordinate this, and there's various industry groups that do that. But from a from a touch point with our participants, you've led the charge on this. Uh, we're talking specifically about the flood flood relief campaign, which um, must fill you with a lot of a lot of pride, mate, in the work that you've done so far. Yeah. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, uh, Amanda and Jess. Yeah. No, it has been a uh, it's been a long battle, Paul, uh, but it's been a really good battle um, that we that we put forward here as a part of, uh, of Team Flood Relief to, to raise the much-needed funds, as you mentioned, for uh, communities out in this area, through the harness racing industry and also through um, the community as a whole. Uh, we've, we've done a fantastic job, and I can't, um, I can't thank all of the participants enough uh, for what they've done and, and putting, in their, uh, putting in their little bits of their, of their wins here and there to, uh, to bolster up what we've done here. The Western Districts was ravaged by those floods. We're talking, you know, the towns of towns of Forbes, um, Cowra, Yugara in particular was absolutely destroyed um, by it. Now you you were on the ground really quickly after that 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 big wave went through, uh, particularly Yugara. Just just give us a quick snapshot of what you saw. Well, I'm actually in Yugara as we speak, uh, sitting down the main street, and it's, it's quite eerie still here. In, in the in the middle of the end of January when this happened back in November, you're right. I was uh, I was quite uh, quick to, to head over and offer assistance in any way that I can uh, or I could at the time. Uh, my little girls live in Gower and that Monday when it all happened, um, it's probably the most gut wrenching feeling I've ever felt in my life, knowing that my kids were at the uh, at the forefront of it. Um, they were safe, but um, it was happening in that little town that. Um, it's a beautiful little town, Yagara. I mean, it's very close to my heart, and I've got a lot of good mates over there. I coach football and was out amongst the um, the community for so so many years um, in Yagara. And yeah, when when it first happened, one of my best mates, um, Jared Wycamp, who's from Yagara himself, we were just messaging and said we've got to somehow get our way out there and help. But um, when we got out here to Yagara, it was it was uh, it was a hype of activity with people that had come from all over the Central West to help this 
town that had just been, um, I don't know, how to explain it in actual words, um, was like a movie scene. Um, there was cars flipped over, houses floating or sort of floated away. Um, people had been left homeless. They were living basically in what they were rescued in at the showground there where we had so many good memories of Yagara with, um, with canola cups and whatnot. Um, the pub had been decimated, which is one of the main stays in Yagara, the football level. Just anything you could imagine, schools. Um, yeah, no, it was just terrible. And, and being here on that first day, um, I'm not going to lie, I, I got fairly emotional and, and it was a, I was just a one-off sort of person that had come out of, of what I do usually to, to help out. But, um, yeah, to see that community the way it was was just terrible. And I, I just thought to myself that we've got to help in some way. Um, I will admit that if you give a power tool to me or something like that, I'd probably cut my finger off. But um, I think in another way that we could help was to, to raise some money and, and help out throughout the community in that way. And, and that's what we're doing so well. And the support from the harness racing industry when you put the word out there was pretty instantaneous from participants wanting to be, get involved. How did you put that message out there? Uh, I'm the most uncomputer savvy person in the world, just for someone that does this part-time for a living. But um, I just sent a heap of messages out. and uh, Originally, it was to nearly everybody that I had in my phone just to say, look, um, I'm on the ground out here at Ugaro. Um We need to be able to help in a way. Um, early days, we got um, some bedding and also some school supplies um, sent through that we that we picked up by uh, Mates for Harness and Harness Racing New South Wales. We were then able to raise a little bit of money and put it into the community in gift cards, um, food gift ca- uh, food cards, and, and stuff like that that they could use from the from the centre that we had here at uh, that I had here at Ugara as an evacuation centre, and that was funded a lot by harness racing people like drivers trainers, owners just saying, look, we want to put $200 in, $500 in. And um, we're able to, um, along with a, a few people from Bathurst, Carly Turnbull, Jenny Turnbull, and Michaela Barnes, um, need special mention there. We were able to get that stuff together, get it on the, get it onto the um, ground early. Um, and that was really rewarding. But then from there, um, I just knew that we had to as an industry uh, and, and using my profile within the industry, try and pull some people together to um, to get the ball rolling again and try and get some money for the future to help these people out. And um, It just started by me and uh, Brett Hutchings having a bit of a text off and he said, well, look, I'll put some percentages in on my winning drives and we shared it out on Facebook and then um, one thing led to another and we had Peter McRae, we had uh, Blake, and Blake Hughes and Grace Benoit from up north we had Sydney drivers contacting us, owners, jockeys, um, thoroughbred trainers contacting us, and we were able to pull a team together of about 50 people and um, go from there to uh, raise money. Um, it ended up being uh, some people put in a little bit more than others, and it was varying from $50 a win to $200 a starter for what people had going around and, and, and ways that they were doing that. So... Um, Look, it's been really encouraging uh, what we've been able to do as a uh, as an industry. Do you know uh, how much has been raised? Yeah, man, we're roughly uh, with what we've with what we've raised throughout the industry, and with the drivers putting in their little bits, and and the owners putting in their bits, and 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 the jockeys and the trainers, we're around that twenty thousand dollar mark. Just with that, that's without what we uh, donated early doors. That's just what we've done as an as an industry in team flood relief. 
um, it's around that $20,000 mark. We're still getting bits and pieces into yet a final uh, a final number, but that's what it is um, roughly around, and that'll go a long way to helping um, our, our harness racing people that have been uh, that have been um, hurt by these floods and whatnot, and then we've got a massive fundraiser uh, happening this Friday night in past, which will be for the Yagara community itself. And one of the great things, mate, I, I know that I don't want you to pour into detail on this, but you, you've, you've had people contact you and say, I really don't want any ceremony around this. I don't want anyone to know, yeah. but here's more, haven't you? And, and they're people who we see on our tracks day in, day out, mm. who just don't want any fanfare, but just want to put in more. Uh, what, a, what a great gesture and, and beautiful hearts that we've got in our industry. Definitely, Paul. And that's what happened early days. Um, and and we, we donated that money into the community, like I said, with gift cards and with, um, with food, uh, food vouchers and, and the money that the people wanted to give early days. That's what we did. And then I sort of thought, gee, this is a, <laughs> a bit bigger than I can deal with by myself. So that's when I went to John and, and Peter Carney um, just before we started. Uh, what we then called Team Flood Relief. Um, but, yeah, early doors, there was an outpouring of people from right around, whether they, like I said, trainers, drivers, owners, people I played golf with, people I've had things to do with football, sort of used me as a centre point to be able to donate and, and, be, and be put in the right direction of where to donate. Um, and like I said, the Bathurst um, community done a wonderful job. Um, I met Jenny Turnbull and McGang, Carly and McKay, Carly and, uh, and Michaela Barnes over here one day near Gower and we unloaded a horse float full of bedding, um, sheets, towels, clothing. Um, they brought a car up um, for the community just to run around in the Steve Turnbull and Jenny Turnbull just had it their property as a, as a sort of a go into town and come back out again, um, run around car that, that they donated and look, it's, to go through that list and, and go through everything would just be, um, would be would be, um, like, to take way too much time. People have been so grateful, yeah. Yeah, the, I, we've all been at that Yagara meeting. They do such an amazing thing. I'll tell you that, and I'd been at the Yagara Carnival of Cups meeting late last year. I'll tell you the bit that broke me, and, and, it, and it absolutely broke me in a private moment, was um, seeing Jodie, um, Jodie Greenhouse was on the news, current affairs, sort of went into her story, and Jodie's such a tough, tough, teak, resilient woman, and she was... At a, at a most delicate, fragile point, you know, her, her family had been through a bit. But then I went back through my phone and I'd taken some photos just looking back down the straight at Yagara, um, at their Carnival of Cups, and it was packed. Uh, the whole town would have been there. And, I, and it occurred to me that probably every single person in that photo had gone from having a great day out to potentially none of them have got a a possession of their name, particularly their house that they poured every single cent of their life into, gone in an mm. instant. That that was the bit that to me was just, and we, that's just you, Gower, Michael. Let's not lose sight of Cowra. Yeah. What what happened to Cowra? What happened to to Forbes? You know, um, all these towns have been so heavily affected. It's just horrific. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, and I echo the thoughts of that Yagara meeting. I, I remember I, I called that day at Yagara to Sky, and I come out of the caller's box to go and get something to eat, actually, and um, by the time I got back up into the caller's box, they were marshalling in the parade ring for the next race because of all the all my, all my the people I've had 
so much to do within the community with um, through football and, and other various things, wanting to pull me up, have a yard and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm having such a great day. Yeah, and then great you, drive through, you drive through the town on the a month later and here they are out the front of their homes um, yeah. putting their homes back Horrific. into their house. But it, it, was, it was terrible. But yeah, don't lose sight of what happened to Cowra and also Forbes. Forbes, um, in a way, were a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say luckier, but um, they were a little bit better prepared, but still absolutely devastating. We got um, harness racing trainers and breeders and, and owners there that have been through the absolute horrors um, when it comes to all of this and having to move horses. Jason Gaffney, who's a, who's a, uh, who's a really um, profound name there in Forbes as a trainer, was walking horses up to, up to three kilometres in water up to his uh, waist and knees just to, to get them out of where they had to be and um, seeing that on the news really buckled me. I'm quite close yeah. to Jason um, to, to see that and just just wanting just wanting to help in some way and um, that's that's all we can sort of sort of do for these communities now is to is to help build them again um, and and get these trainers back off on their feet and get them back competitive on race day and. Um, there's so many good stories that have come out of it, though. Not too dissimilar to what we went through in March last year and, you know, at several points throughout the year with the what happened to the Hawkesbury. Amanda, your, your mum and dad, I remember speaking to them and up at the training mm. centre because they had to urgently relocate yeah. to get up to the training centre because, you know, it's... Just happens so quick. Yeah, not it, prepared for it either. Yeah. No, and it's scary when you have to move a lot of livestock as well and horses. And there's only so many horses that can fit on a float or a truck. And you know, if you've got 20, 30, 40 horses, you know, things like that. It's it's scary, but. You know, something like this, what Mick's doing, and it's so nice to see people rally together in, in those tough times. And, and the harness racing industry, that's that's one great thing about it, is people rally behind each other to help each other in Absolutely. Tough and times. harness racing is the, it's the heartbeat of some of these towns. Now, we need to stress the point. All this fundraising effort, it's not just helping harness racing people. It's helping the whole community. Yeah. And that's what harness racing has done. It is harness racing New South Wales. I know that... The conversations and the meetings that I've been in on, it's not just about saying, all right, we've got, you know, Joe and Bob and Greg and whoever, they're the people we're helping. No, 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 it's the whole town. That's who we're helping. And, Michael, th- those efforts you and your, and your mates went to in the first few days about sourcing bedding and that, as you said, that, that kit went to everyone in the community who needed it, not just our people. And, and that is an incredible thing that we have done. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Paul. Um, delivering that uh, that bedding and the the school supplies is probably the hardest thing I've done within the whole thing to see um, the people there at the showground in that um, in that auditorium, just um, homeless and 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 they look so lost and they look so devastated on life they couldn't they didn't know whether they were going to go back to a house or what they were going back to and um there we delivered that bedding in the government had been so good they they took they took it in with open arms we made sure it got into the into the right hands as they did with the with the vouchers and the uh, and the food vouchers that people were so um kind in donating they made sure it got into the right hands so that the right people got them, but you're right, Paul. What we did those early days, as as rewarding as it is, it was very, very sad. I remember um, in the car with Jenny Turnbull, we come around the corner, and 
and he said, what are we looking at? You know, like, it was just, it was devastating. And we were going to parts of Yarra that I hadn't been to in the time that I'd been helping out. And I, I was even gobsmacked at some of the things. Um, and it was a bit like that. What are we looking at? And, but, but, like I said, don't take anything away from Forbes or Yarra because they were, they were in that same sort of a boat. But that one-off inland tsunami wave that hit Yarra, it swept the little town away, you know, and, and it, yeah, it's, it's just hard to explain. And, yeah, still got a bit, uh, yeah. still got a bit choked yeah, up yeah. talking about it. Yeah. All right, well, what we can say is that there's things on the horizon stay, stay posted. Yep. Now, in the immediate, um, immediately, what we want to quickly get off you, mate, there's more fundraising, yep. and there's a great fundraising initiative on our doorstep. Just tell me about this auction. Yeah, no, it's going to be a massive night, Paul. We're going to put on a big show. That's what we want to do. We want to get the Yagara people into parks, and it's only about 45 kilometres uh, or so for people to head into parks. Uh, the Coachman Hotel Motel on Friday night, there's still accommodation available, so if you're looking to uh, to come up and stay the night and enjoy the night at, at parts, or if you're coming across from Yagara, just get in touch with myself or the pub and they'll, uh, they'll look after you. But yeah, we're just looking to put on a big show. We've got some NRL players who have kindly donated some uh, some merchandise, along with Tommy Berry, uh, Nathan Lyons donated a really uh, unique piece of merchandise. You can find all that list on, um, on my social media. Uh, that's where you can find the list and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, some really unique stuff, Paul. We've got a band playing uh, after the auction's all said and done. Um, we're going to have Yagara heads and tails. We're going to have plenty happening. It's going to be a really good night. As I said, um, those NRL stars that have donated, a couple of them are coming up. And, um, yeah, a few uh, a few celebrities there. Nathan Turnbull told me he's a celebrity. He'll be there. So, um, plenty. He'll be signing autographs, he reckons, out the back. So, um, no, it's going to be a really good night, and um, you know, just really looking forward to uh, just really looking forward to getting there now and um, and enjoying the night and and, and raising some much needed uh, some much needed fun. All right, so Coachman's Hotel in Parks on just give us the date Friday the third six thirty p.m. Uh, we're just letting people know that'll be a, a sort of a general starting point, and then from there we'll look to uh, start the auction after we have a few beers and really uh, get the Yagara people there and show them a good time. And um, Our auctioneer is uh, is Tony DeWire, who's a, uh, well, he's owned some really nice horses over the years in our world, in the harness racing world, and he also was the captain coach of Yagara in 1985 when they won the premiership. So we just made it all. This so is you, a, this is a nice story at the same time. Oh, there'll be some tackles, <laughs> mate, all of the prize scored and, um, the horses that have won by 50 lengths when they only won by two and stuff like that. But nah, there'll be plenty of good stuff happening. And I just want to really um, thank the guys that have donated. Um, Jared Croke has been absolutely unreal, one of the one of the legends of the Canberra Raiders and a, and a really good trotting man. Benny Lovett, who's um, a park boy who's playing for South Sydney at the moment, I uh, really want to thank him. Also, West Tigers, uh, the Bulldogs, uh, Jordan Rapana, Nathan Lyons, I'm going to forget someone here. Um, <laughs> Tooties, the Coachman Hotel, they've been unreal. Um, uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs, um, uh, the Parks Phoenix, the local newspapers, everybody that uh, helped and contributed something to this. I've probably missed someone. I don't have a list in front of me. I, but, I, I tell um, you what, you have undersold the, some of those those prizes, by the <laughs> way, because you've sent me some photos. That, that picture of the Australian cricket team shirt obviously they swept the the west indies and south africa so there's a bit of value on that in the test series just gone signed by every single player 
hand sign, not one of Nathan Lyon's shirt. Now, I've got a question for you, though. Mate, are you going to be available to be there? Because what you need to be at South Training, I believe you went to South Training to pick up Cameron Murray's grand final jersey and they signed you on the spot and said, we need this bloke. So if will they, you be, uh, be available for the auction? Because won't, you know, won't Jason Dimitri expect you there at training? <laughs> I, was a, I was a bustling under 12s front row for the past basin back in... Uh, the late 90s, and um, that's where my career ended. I, I didn't follow in the footsteps of I didn't follow in the footsteps of Uncle John and nearly get an NRL contract. So uh, yeah, no, uh, that's about where my career ended. I, I was more suited to playing golf and, and going to the trots. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'd scare too many people in the scrum. That's all right, mate. Well, you've done amazing things. <laughs> you continue to do amazing things. Um, again, Coachman's Hotel in Parks, Friday the third. Um, so coming up. Uh, this Friday night, 6.30pm, amazing auction items up for grabs. Uh, come with come with a big smile, uh, great attitude and a big stack of cash in your pocket mm-hmm. or at least a beefed up credit card because <laughs> well, every little cent yeah. goes a long way. Uh, some great items up for grabs. Well, I forgot to mention there, guys, that Pots will be available um, on the night. So if anyone that needs to tap that car, we've got that Pots machine. <laughs> that is uh, getting out of it. But, um, yeah, no, I just want to say a massive thank you to you, Paul, and... Uh, and uh, Jess and, and Amanda, and, and uh, I'm a massive listener to the podcast and really enjoy what you guys do. But um, thanks for having me on and all the best for the podcast. Good on you, mate. I, I hope the auction goes well. And again, everyone out there, get out to uh, to Parks if you if you can make it. Now, guys, um, gee, we've gone a long time today, but really great topics that we've, we've been able to, to have across the show. Um Great day of racing today, Jess. Uh, eight races on the card. Uh, I'm really interested to see this BJ Lindeni go around um, in the second. Really good last week um, for Lucky Lodge and, and Robbie Morris. Yeah, he was really impressive in the Trotters event there. I think the, the riding was on the wall from the trial a few weeks before that. And I think today he, he looks too hard to beat there as well. What about escape artists for Brad Hewitt? Um, great to see Brad bringing some... Uh, some good types to town, Amanda. Yeah, he's got two starters here today and uh, he always performs well. Uh, he's got his uh, trotting mare uh, in. She's, um, yeah, she hasn't, she's back from a, a lengthy spell, Majestic Trio, so hopefully she puts her right foot forward in race two. If you, you know, if Brad Hewitt's bringing horses to, to headquarters, he's bringing good ones, you know, and that's the thing, isn't it, Jess? Like, I already know, like, people... Again, I come back to the fantasy game. People going, oh, Brad Hewitt's got a few in. There's probably some points up for grabs there. Now, that, that's the, I guess that's the where he sits in people's thoughts. Yeah, when he brings a team up here to headquarters, you know he's coming with the intention that he's got ho- good horses on the float. And I think today there's no exception. He's got a nice team heading up. All right, well, Wagga's, Wagga's got a race meeting tonight. Bathurst, back to its Wednesday midweek spot. Um, business as usual there at Bathurst. Uh, Penrith. Thursday night, we've got Albury. Albury's obviously the, the lead-up event to their Carnival of Cups next week, so keep an eye out for that. Newcastle, it is their Carnival of Cups night on Friday, as we heard from Daryl at the top of the show. So kicks off a great three weeks of FebFest there at Newcastle Paceway. Broken Hills on Saturday. We've got Blaney and Canberra on Sunday. So really busy week of racing, Amanda, and it all then comes back. We know that the Hunter Cup's on, but eh, it'll play second fiddle to an eight-race program 
here on Saturday night, Jess, it includes the Waratah final. Yeah, the Waratah final. We always talk about that when there is a final on here at headquarters, but it's great to see those country train runners come to Menangle here and a very nice field indeed. There's a few horses that have won here at Menangle in the, in the past. I know Sweetly Spoken won here for the Morgan Stable not too long ago. Yeah, so it should be a, a, another great night of racing that all just is that build up, build up, build well, up to... It's kind of the start of the carnival. Yeah. We've got the Hondo Grattan Stakes this Saturday yeah. night. You know, that's the Chariots of Fire qualifier. And then the uh, four-year-old Bonanza down in Victoria as well, that's a Chariots qual- qualifier too. So it kind of starts unofficially. Yeah, yeah. unofficially. Yeah. Like I think the carnival has. Yeah. 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 You know, with but how quali- good last yeah. Saturday night was. I mean, that was, a, that was a real taster for what's to come. Amazing, amazing racing uh, ahead of us. So, you know... Um, Always a great experience if you can get trackside here at, at Tabcourt Apartment Angle. You know, great meals. I know the beers are cold, so you can. You <laughs> That's you know, it, always important. Yeah, yeah. They, they fill your, your champagne flute with bubbles as high as it can possibly go, I'm told. Is that right, Jess? I don't know. I haven't tried it while sure, I'm on sure. shift yet. But yeah. <laughs> Likely stories. I just so didn't <laughs> get out, and there's plenty of room for the for the kids to run around, and, and you're going to see the best in the business uh, getting around. So Saturday night, otherwise, Sky Racing uh, on the Red Channel is where you're going to find all the action. All right, Jess, uh, Black Bookers, you, you gave us full stride last week, and and certainly uh, it was an eye. I wouldn't be surprised if you gave us full stride again. Actually, how how that. <laughs> that run went so where are you steering us this week yeah I've gone to Newcastle from Friday night reactor factor for the lucky lodge team he ran second after being restrained to last by Alicia Bond but he stormed home stormed home in the last half of 55 so I'll be following the gelding into the next start okay nice you got something for us Amanda I sure do nifty studly here at Menangle on Saturday night in the Waratah final uh, the elder team have this horse absolutely flying he won his heater this race I think went 153 and change so uh yeah really like his chances and also off the track slightly uh better be the best won a trial at Bathurst yesterday so keep an eye out for him we're going to see him again very exciting soon. horse better yeah. be very the best. exciting times I hope, you're, I hope you're right on brad elder i just drafted him into my fantasy team <laughs> so did so. i so i hope he keeps up his good strike rate because i've put you in my team well, too brad no pressure <laughs> we're not far off the first here at an angle and i could see jack trainer behind us so yeah. Maybe you want to go and have a conversation with Jack Trainer. I think I should. He's really <laughs> stitching me over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, great show. Um, Amanda, great to have you um, with us today. Obviously, we didn't. We had so many guests on the phone today that we didn't um, feel the need to bring one of our drivers or trainers you know, into the room, and we've managed to have the longest show of the of the <laughs> <laughs> the second the two seasons that we've been going, Jess. So. Freddie, uh, we can't accuse Freddie of no. being a dribbler. <laughs> Can we? Um, no, good show. Excited about the racing, uh, not only this afternoon, but right across the state over the next uh, next week until we meet again next Tuesday. Um, so, and that, but that fundraising efforts that we've got, obviously, with what Michael's doing with flood relief, what Team Teal launching tomorrow, um, just am- amazing stuff happening all around the place. So much to be proud of. So much to be proud of in this industry and we talked about why we love harness racing before and our, everyone getting behind charities is just why we love it so much. Yeah, yeah. Warms your heart, Amanda. It sure does. It yeah. sure does. So. All right. Well, to everyone out there listening, look, if, if, if you feel like you'd love to contribute, there will be a way. Like you don't have to be at that auction or you don't have to be one of the drivers or trainers in Team Teal. There are other ways that you can contribute to those causes. So... Um, hit the websites or contact us at Harness Racing New South Wales if you feel like there's a, 
there's a way that you, you feel compelled to, to chip into those efforts because I'm sure it will be uh, warmly accepted. Uh, Amanda, thanks for joining us on the show. It's Great to have a, you in the room. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> sure, it won't be the last time that we, we uh, hear, see and hear you on, on the sprint lane. Jess, as always, well done. Um, I, you. you know, I, I felt a bit melancholy about Freddie not being here at the start, but... <laughs> Yeah, I kind of got over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entering into this. <laughs> what did you say about warm heart? Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'll be back next. Well, we're not sure if he'll be back next week. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I d- he's moving house. Yeah, it's too be confirmed. Too be confirmed. He's right. moving house. He's yeah. very excited, and we were really happy for him. It's uh, he's got some great stuff going on in his life at the moment. We're super happy. To everyone out there tuned in, thanks for your time. I know we went little bit longer today but we feel like we got into some really good issues and we spoke to some great people on the line today uh good luck to newcastle with the the launch of Febfest. uh we'll see the the top the till start to tick over with team teal as of tomorrow we're going to raise amazing money for what it what we've heard is a really really grand cause obviously that the auction for the flood relief campaign is at parks on friday night keep an eye out for that and um Apart from that, guys, the racing cycle will continue, Fantasy Harness Racing. So plenty going on. You can hear more about Fantasy Harness Racing on the Fantasy Harness Racing podcast, which is available wherever you go. But this one, obviously, we're super happy with, super proud of, aren't we, Jess? We, we love to bring it to you each week. So if you can, leave us a, a, a nice, kind review or like or share it or tell everyone about it. It all helps grow our wonderful sport. So hope you have a great week. And uh, from Amanda, from Jess and... Freddie from afar, Paul Cochran saying farewell and we'll see you again next week. All right, bye-bye.